0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it.
1: This episode contains spoilers surrounding the Shadowhunters world, specifically with the Infernal Devices. There is also mention of The Mortal Instruments, Shadowhunters Academy, and The Last Hours.
0: and welcome to A Court of Fandoms on Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing Lady Midnight by Kesie Clare. This is book one of the Dark Artifices series. And okay, I'm going to start this off. We have read, Jess, you and I, um, I'm going to say 10 plus Shadowhunters books all together. 10 plus at this point. Um, Were you very happy and excited to see reoccurring character Church Cat?
1: Uh, What was one of the first things I texted you. I was like, I cannot wait till I have like, I can have pets and I'm going to get a Persian cat and I'm going to name him (laughs) Church Cat and then I'm going to have a puppy and I'm going to name my puppy Syrix and I'm just going to just be with all my little animals and never leave my apartment. (laughs) I was so happy he was like doing his own thing still all these, all this time later. (laughs) Church
0: cat doing his own thing, but still doing the same thing, right? (laughs) Being kind of annoying, being kind of mean, not, uh, giving any affection and, uh, making you follow him. Being being a a cat. cat. He
1: does it at his, he's doing everything at his will. He wants attention, but not when you want it, when he wants it, and just doing the cat thing.
0: I love it. it. I love it so much because, through Church Cat, we get Gem, and through Gem, we get flashbacks, and through flashbacks, we get the Blackthorns. And, of course, this book, this book series, is about the Blackthorns. There's a lot of Blackthorns. Um, Jess, tell me all about the Blackthorns. Okay. Well,
1: I mean, I-, I think it's probably best we just start with all the characters. There's a ton of them, whether people get frustrated with that or not. But, and all of them are technically reoccurring characters, but like you said, with the focus of the Blackthorns. Um, We have Emma Carstairs, Julian Blackthorn. We have all of his siblings. You have Tiberius, Ty, who's also twins with Livy, who is Livia. Um, Octavian, who is referred to in the series as Tavi, Drusilla, who will ref- be referred to as Drew. You have, um, Mark and Helen, who are his siblings. But for the purposes of this book, they also have to, um, emphasize that they're his half siblings because they're both half fae which plays a huge part into this, um, this, this part, this part of the Chronicles, this series of the Dark Artifices. Then you'll have Kieran Kingston, who's an exiled Faye Prince from the Unseelie Court, or is it the Seelie Court? Unseelie Court. Unseelie, because like, they're kind of like worse than mm-hmm. the Seelie, I think. But he's part of the hunt, which is how he meets Mark Blackthorne, and they also love each other. Then you have the Blackthorne uncle, Arthur, who is running the L.A. Institute, Malcolm Fade, who's basically like the SoCal Warlock. You have Christina Mendoza-Rosales, who is up kind of doing her Kind of like her study abroad. Her study at the, abroad, yeah. yeah. Her study abroad. She's in from Mexico, but she's doing her study abroad at the L.A. Institute. And you have Kit Herondale, which we'll totally dive into more. And Johnny Rook, who is also known as Jack, who is uh, Kit's dad. Um, but he's the lost Herondale. He's the lost Herondale that you said was going to be a payoff. But because I was, like, Follow your expertise once again in all things that you share with me. (laughs) I knew this because you had me read a specific novella ahead of tackling this like Lady Midnight, this first book. And then, of course, we have our returning characters that we love so much. We have Clary, Jace, Jem... Tessa, Magnus, Alec, there's mentions of Simon and Isabel because they had, but they weren't actually there because they had their engagement party. So I'm just happy. I'm just happy to be back (laughs) with everybody that we love that with this world that just feel I didn't realize it was the hug that I needed this week. You miss them, right? You miss them. <sighs> so much. Uh, so, okay, before we
0: really get into this, obviously, like, d- disclaimer, I told Jess to read some stories from Ghost of the Shadow Market because very important world building before we get uh, into these books. We we need to have this this background because the payoff is in the first, like, fucking chapter of this book, right? It's immediate payoff. Uh, we have Kit Herondale. So it is a disclaimer to everybody listening that we, Jess and I, are going in with the knowledge of who and what Kit Herondale is, right? We know a little bit more than what a casual reader of this book would know, right? We know Kit's heritage and why people are looking for him, we know this.
1: Yeah. And I think it was good to know that because then I could focus on the other parts of the plot in the book, which is what, which was one of the things that I told you, I said, I didn't even focus on that because I knew that there was going to be a payoff. I knew what was happening. I knew who he was. So I just kind of got to vibe with it and focus on everything else. And who, who is he? He is a Herondale, um, which also just like, breaks my heart because here you have Tessa knowing who he is, but she saves him. She saved his, his mom died because the Fae were after her. His dad was died because the demons attacked him through the floorboards of their house. And Emma, because she kind of knew who he was. She's like, look, here's my number. Whether you want to talk to me or not, if there's ever an emergency, you've got it. He reached out to Emma. Emma showed up. Everybody showed up and he, and by the time she showed up, it, like Tessa and Jem were already there. So it was what what a scene, but like you know, it, it's like the other part of the scene um because we had already known from the novella through blood and through fire their optics and their POV. So now we're seeing it through Kit's POV and what he's going through and Emma's a little bit more. Um and it's and, and it's a nice little and, and like end caps because you hear about Kit in the beginning and you see it come through fruition at the end. And he's like dabbled in between. But again, I, I would say like it was a great to just knowing who he was so I could just focus on everything else.
0: And what is his heritage? Why are they after him? Because he's half Fay
1: and hair and half Shadow Hunter.
0: Yeah, he is he's the heir. He is the heir to 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 fairy more or less like he's he's dangerous they are they are uh, they are after him uh, and this this is like su- such a great plot point but like a casual reader would not know this mm. uh, they would just know that Kit is Johnny Rook's like biggest secret and we get that very in the very beginning because this book opens with a cold open into the shadow market and when I tell you like okay like. I Obviously, I love Shadowhunters, obviously. Um, the Shadow Market is itself a reoccurring character, and every time we're in a Shadow Market, I have that feeling of, I know the rules to the Shadow Market, I'm home, I know
1: exactly what to expect, y- you know, it's it's one of those things. Do you think if you came across this shadow market, you could just go in and you could hold your own? No, I think I'd be robbed. <laughs> I think i would be robbed blind, uh, very easily, very easily, uh, I, yeah,
0: and very quickly too. Um, but I, I just love this cold open. I, I think even without the knowledge of who Johnny and Kit are and their situation and like why the things Johnny says to Kit, you know, you know, are funny. Why not to go here? Don't do this. They eat, all of that stuff. Um, but it's it's just so it's like establishing. Okay, this is where we're at. This is the LA shadow market. It's a little bit different. These are the rules, and then here are some shadow hunters coming in. You know, I just like that a lot because uh, I love Emma. I love Emma. She is one of my favorite um, like female characters in Shadowhunters. I just I just love her, um, and I. I remember feeling mixed about her in a book six of the Mortal Instruments, but that's because that was it in and of itself a cold open of the Blackthorns <laughs> and Emma. Uh, so you you know, you get used to them there, but here I just love her like she's seventeen, she's on a revenge mission, you know, she's had this like platonic Paraby relationship with Julian on her end um since she was 12 like you know everything bad that could happen has happened to the blackthorns and to Emma and she's just she's funny she's strong she's capable i love her
1: i she's a, she's a good she's she's a good character i think slowly because we haven't really visited the mortal instruments aside from like our the infernal devices discussions in since 2021, that mm-hmm. was really the last time we were really deep diving into them and deep diving into the uh, Emma Carstairs and crew. And, but you've shared with me a ton of fan art um, since then, or, and, or I'll be, I'll send you one. I go, I think this is Emma. I have not read the <laughs> captions yeah. because I don't want spoilers. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, but she looks like she could kick my ass. So she's obviously a badass. Mm-hmm. And she is. I, I like, I like her. And I like that she, I mean, one of the things that they discuss in the book, or maybe, like, even Christina says, she goes, like, you and even though we know how I feel about, like, two halves of a whole, I hate that, um, Christina does talk about her and and being parabatai and how, like, Emma is, like, an, she's about action, she's about doing, and Julian can be a little bit more, like, thoughtful. I don't want to say reserved, because he's not reserved, but can be kind of, like, he's the, the he's her balance. And where, and she also gives him that permission to be, like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do, and they, it's just a good balance for them. And she does it. She, she just always, she says she's going to do something. Whether she's getting permission to or not, it's happening. So like every like even when she gets like, quote unquote caught when she comes back, she's like, "But, like, did you really think I wasn't gonna do it? Like real like how like, let's pretend you don't know me for a second, you know, pretend you <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do love I love her fierceness in in her tenacity. Like she wasn't going to let anybody tell her not to trust her gut feeling. Yeah, and, and rightly so, because
0: she was right. She was right. (laughs) She was right. Um, and, and, but in like a shitty way too, uh, because like she was right, Emma. So like the plot of this book is, is revenge more or less. Like there are murders. They match the murder of Emma's parents five years ago and they're trying to like match them up and then there's shenanigans in the way. That is more or less, uh, the, the plot of this book, but, Oh my gosh, it doesn't make any sense to be linear. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense to be it doesn't make any sense to be linear, but like I feel I feel so bad and just you know, I've talked about this with you too. Um the Blackthorns break my heart. Every single one of them, I love them all individually. I love them all as a family very much. I love Julian for a lot of like different reasons and I love Emma, I love everybody, Karen, everyone. Um, but the Blackthorn family unit and how different they all are, but how strong they are as a whole and how that is illustrated, like several times throughout the book, how they all, um, you know, there's a problem, they all separate to do it, and then they all come back and share all the information, and then they all go out and, you know, I, I really enjoy that as a family dynamic. Um, and also, I want to kind of start off this conversation by listing out some of the tropes uh, the tropes, the end is fake dating. Um, the middle is forbidden love. And the beginning, I'm going to say is, is not, people are going to fight me on this. It is not friends to lovers. It is not friends to lovers. Julian was never just friends with Emma. Julian has been in love with Emma his entire life. Mm-hmm. His entire life, so like it, it would be friends to lovers on her end, but that's
1: not the trope. So like that that's not that's not. Mm-mm. It was never just platonic from each of them. Like even mm-hmm. if it was he, even if it felt for him at one point that it was unrequited, it was still oh like that's my thing with friends to lovers. It's a, it's always like a we were just friends. It's always platonic, and then boom, it's not platonic anymore. Like if. I, I just, that's not the trope for me, but that's not the case here. No. That's, that's basically what we're saying. Oh, no. Oh, no. Julian's been all
0: in his, his like entire life, which makes the whole thing like so sad. Okay. Okay. Let, I want to talk about the plot. I want to talk about the plot. I want to talk about the plot. Um, Cassie Clare, I'm on record by saying that I love the way that she and Holly Black, uh, do fairy and, you know, um, depict fairy and all of the fairy characters. I especially love it here. I love, Mark, Mark Blackthorne has my whole heart. and his descriptions of the wild hunt and being with Kieran and like Gwyn and riding through the, the, the sky and like all, all of those descriptions of fairy, the, the fountains that run with blood, all, all of that is like beautifully horrific. But the tragedy of Mark Blackthorne, right? Taken at 16, given to the wild hunt, Time is different in fairy. He doesn't know how long he was gone. He does not know that.
1: He stops counting, but the only thing he doesn't stop is, like, naming the stars after his siblings because he doesn't want to, like, not remember them. Like, ugh, the, the tragedy of it all.
0: And then he's told that they're dead, right? Like, it, it's just, oh
1: my god, it's just so— And that they don't love him? Like, they gave out—like, I mean, they, they were being— they were being traditional... I'll say they weren't they they weren't being fae. They were being traditional fairy. Um just kind of I can't say that, that they were lying, but to them, you are in this world now, they are dead to you. Kinda that would, would be like yeah. a fairy loophole kind of thing. This this like whole situation. So like
0: that is all happening. Like Mark is riding with the black hunt that entire time. So from the end of the Dark Ward in like 2008 or something, this is five years later. It is specifically, they say it, like five years later. So like Emma is 17, Julian is like 17, 18. Like they're all five years older, Clary and Jace, all of them. So Mark has been up there at least five years like on Earth. So who knows in fairy how long that has been for him. So that is all happening in the background. And on, like, in L.A., our, like, situation is that the bodies are turning up, they're matching Emma's parents, and we have to, like, figure out what is going on. And there's a, a murder mystery that happens, and I really enjoy that. And then, bam, comes Mark Blackthorne <laughs> in the fairy delegation. I love this fairy delegation. The the, the different horses. I, I love, and I'm bringing this up, the shenanigans, and the plots because in a traditional like um like detective procedural show, right? Like the bad guy is always like the first person that you encounter. Mm-hmm. The first person that they encounter here is Errolon in the the sept the, the septum sex whatever, the club, and he's robbing people. He's the first person that Christina and Emma encounter, and he was the bad guy,
1: more or less. With Malcolm, all along. With Ma- yeah, I was gonna say with Malcolm because they work together. Yeah, but I, I guess I just focus so much on Malcolm. I think I just like hyperfix. I don't want to say hyperfixated. That's the wrong word. But I think I focus so much on Malcolm because it wasn't just the women. Like I, it impacted the Blackthorns. It impacted Emma. Like he killed Emma's family. He's been in on it. Since the Mortal Instruments, obviously, because we're going back now, because then he's like, if I throw the bodies in the water, they're gonna think it's Sebastian when he's taking over. Yep. Like, like, holy fuck. Yep. Uh, Like, it's it's heartbreaking. uh, And I mean, and we were discussing about this a little bit before we started recording. Talk about, uh, like revenge is a dish best serve cold because he did not forget he played the long game it has been over 200 years because they say 200 years so if we're in 2012 now it was back in 1812 because the Blackthorns killed his the love of his life and he's like oh and people were just kind of like stringing him along on a wild goose chase until he actually finds out the truth what happened to the uh annabelle black annabelle yeah annabelle blackthorn um that she's dead and there is no like, and he's had to live with this pain and also revenge for two hundred years. And he played it, and he played it well.
0: He played it so well because Malcolm, Malcolm is a is the high warlock of of like Southern California, yeah, Southern California. Um, and he though is like he's besties. He's besties with the besties, right? With with Katarina, and he's up there with Magnus. And he's with Tessa, and he's a little bit with Ragnar in the day. Like, these
1: are his people. These are his friends. These are good people. And we know, like, we know these people. I mean, Magnus even comes to visit earlier in the book, and I, I sent in my little whole, like, scroll of notes to you, where he goes, don't you have your own, like, humans to focus on in, in New York? Like, these are mine. So you, I—, I Completely over my head.
0: <laughs> well, I like that you bring that up because Magnus is the one that tells Emma about ley lines and convergence, or yeah, and convergences and stuff and ley lines. And at that meeting where um, Emma and Julian go to visit uh, Malcolm up in his house, I loved the description of that house with like the crystal staircase and the movie execs were in there being like magic art movie. Like, I, I really like that. Um, so we get Magnus there, you know, we, we get a little, as you said, a misdirection, uh, being, cause Malcolm, uh, because we know now that Malcolm is the villain, um, he does not help this investigation at all. He provides no, almost no information. And he says, uh, right here, he goes, don't trust me, I will let you down. Right there, right there. Um, but the thing with Malcolm though is like, When he's – it's such a, like, silly scene, though. But, like, when they're watching Notting Hill, and and he's, like, sobbing watching Notting Hill, and he's talking about, like, love and everything, and and then Julian goes on his little monologue about what love actually is, and everyone is, like, stunned into silence. I was also stunned into silence. I was like, Julian, damn, sir. I know.
1: And then everybody was like – And then he, like, he realized, because you knew he was talking about Emma, like, you just knew it, and everybody's just, like, and then he, like, leaves the room at some point, and even the siblings are, like, we're so fucked when he falls in, like, when he gets a girlfriend, because he, that will be his, like, sun, moon, and stars. Yes. And, like, you know, and then, of course, Ty is, like, wait, are we really never gonna see him again? Like... Because, t- you know, he takes things, like, literally, like, at face value when you, you you say certain things. Oh, my gosh. I love Ty.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes, we, we absolutely, absolutely love Ty. How do you feel about Mark and Emma? Like, Mark and Emma have a connection, right? And it's, it's like a physical connection, kind of. But I, I see it as, like, a shared kind of energy, mm-hmm. right? They're both wild in a way.
1: And he says it, too. He goes, I see you. I saw you in the beach when it was, like, lightning or thunder or something, and you wanted – I could see you just wanting to be in, like, just be part of that energy. And it, Like, in, in my head, I rem- it, I I thought of the scene of, of the craft when they're all on the beach, and it's just, like, storming and – like, not in, like – just in a fun way, you know, yeah. when when a storm is incoming kind of thing, you know, like our like Florida afternoons and you're just like hanging on the beach. I don't want to say they understand or share traumas, but like there's something there and I like that their their platonic flirtatiousness. It reminds me of different relationships that you might have with people where you're just flirty for no other reason. But to flirt where it's still strictly platonic and you know it's completely harmless because that's all it will ever be. I just I think it's fun. And I think there's always been that boundary for them, too. They never thought anything outside of it.
0: And Julian says that Mark flirts with everybody in the way that fairies flirt with people, Mm. just like a courtly kind of like gentry way that that means nothing. Uh, So I I love it, but I bring it up because we have another like flying motorcycle moment with Emma and Mark. And I, I really like it because obviously we have my problem with Shadowhunters is like I have my vision of what it was in the books, what I want it to be. And then like the two times that I've seen it on screen and then like what those images are like the show and the movie. And like kind of overlay those on like the stuff that I already have and then like compress it and it it's just this is just You're a trying lot. to
1: make your cuz wait we just watched the Immortal instruments a couple of weeks ago they don't have a flying scene they go on a motorcycle but mm-hmm. they don't like fly on the motorcycle no they okay. do in
0: the tv show
1: oh okay oh. I feel like that could be like, that
0: could go kind of awry. Yeah. So that image and then like what happened, it's just a lot going on. So I can very much clearly see, just like I can clearly see the shadow market. I can clearly see uh, Mark and Emma on this fairy steed, like, go, you know, going to the convergence and like fighting the mantis demons, and, like getting all of this stuff. I'm bringing this up because we're getting to our first like major kind of like, uh-oh, something is not right situation. And that is when we're like Diego creeping, um, fucking shoots Perfect Diego. (laughs) Perfect Diego. I I like perfect Diego. I I like how they tease perfect Diego. And uh that that is really wonderful. And I like how perfect Diego is like, I wish you wouldn't call me that. (laughs) It is just so funny. (laughs) Like, I love it. Um but perfect Diego, I mean, this is all the plot. Perfect Diego shoots Julian with a poisoned arrow that he bought from Johnny Rook, that Johnny Rook had saved the poison from him distilling it from the flowers from Malcolm for the followers. That is the whole plot right there in a line for you.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much, because that was good that I have that as a note that I wanted to ask you about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because Malcolm says something later in the book I mean, where he goes, Julian, because Julian survived the poison and he was like, he was not supposed to. But then, like Julian kept saying, like, we have like, Para, you know, being healed by your parabatai is a completely different level so is it really that it was the parabatai like the rune given by the parabatai cuz she just kept doing it over and over again or was it because they even though they had yet to admit to each other it's the second one oh, okay okay yeah
0: it's the okay. first uh oh something's wrong because okay. because that should not have worked and malcolm is is as you're saying like she should be dead. But we she know about the Parabatai
1: and the runes, and even though they hadn't admitted to, I mean, this is, okay, we said but it's not going to be linear. Okay, so Jem says that um, runes created between Parabatai, when it is like a deep, romantic, true, requited love, is this whole other thing. And, like, is it's not supposed to happen because of power and greed, and that's why they don't tell anybody, but it's like, it could be this beautiful, wonderful thing that obviously can you know you spiral you spiral into madness basically and that's why it healed because even though they weren't admitting to each other but they both easily loved like they both loved each other like in love with each other not just like
0: i love you like a brother and in this sequence like julian is like bleeding out in the back of the in the car um emma's like in his lap and She's, like, doing things Straddling she, him. Yeah, she like, was straddling, straddling him. <laughs> she's, they're, they're, like, both, like, really aware of the situation. <laughs> um, and, the, like, the Iraqis aren't working. And Emma's like, I need to call the Silent Brothers. Like, we can't do this. And Julian's like, I trust you. Like, you will fix this. And
1: and everything that she... Yeah. Yeah, he just keeps saying, you're my pair of a tie. And yeah, she's, like, it's not working. And, like, she even, like, says, like, she even 911s Livy at one point. Yeah. And she was like, I need you to come here. Ah. yeah and
0: so when she does when julian says like i believe that you will fix me um her like emma's inner monologue is like all of the happy like wonderful moments she's ever felt for julian she's like thinking of all of that and is like pushing it with all of her might like into his skin and then the rune that is there is like a weird color and it like burns weird so that's like the first like oh no <laughs> that's the first one of those um but then um kind of immediately after that scene, we get our first, we get our first scene with Mark and Kieran and, and, and the, the first like clear indication that they are in love. They are like deeply in love, but it is a, it is a fairy. It is a fairy love, um a fairy as in like this, this situation of fairy. And I just, I love them so much because you, you, you can just tell like where it came from and like how it happened. And we get all those, Wonderful flashbacks. And I do feel like the flashbacks kind of are the star of this book because it gives us a really beautiful context for everything that's happening. We haven't even talked about Arthur. Um, but but we get Mark and Kieran and like all of their relationship. And then a little bit after this, um, we have this quote that Christina says to Emma. And it's just something that I think about a lot. And it is when um, Emma realizes that like, Her runes shouldn't have been able to heal Julian. Like, something is wrong. She has felt different about Julian ever since he got back from England. He's been weird about her. Like, it's weird. Everything is weird. Um, And they're in the car, and Christina goes like, Emma, you look like someone who has realized something. And uh, it is
1: just like, she has... Well, and Emma is in, den- like, even if she has, she's been in denial about it. And I knew, and I, like, even at the beginning, Julian, was it with Malcolm? Yeah, it was either with Malcolm or Magnus. I can't remember right now. Um, Where he's like, did you tell her yet? Like, when he came back from... Uh, Malcolm. Ma- yes. So he's in, he's like, no, I'm not going to. And I was like, oh, he's asking about, like, if she, lo- if he's told her she, lo- he loves her. And then... um, and then i mean he's always loved her i mean we he, we hear that later on and when he's confessing and all this stuff but emma clearly has her aha moment like oh my best friend just came back from summer camp and damn boys looking hot <laughs> I mean, he is. He is. I was already like, I texted you. I go, Julian sounds so hot. And then boom was the fan art. I was like, I was right. I was right. I just like, he's fucking gorgeous. He's beautiful. And she's like, Fuck! She's, like, yelling at her, like, you know, when you're, she's like, my body, she's like, you know that little feeling of butterflies in your stomach? Like, it's my whole body, can you fucking stop? Like, can we just not, now now is not the time, but it is, it is, she can't help it, and she just finally gives into it eventually, and even then, she's like, "Okay, but we're not going to say anything. We're not going. I mean, it's 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 forbidden. It's, it's slow burn, but not that slow because we get some stuff in between. We do get some stuff in
0: between, but like in between all of that, we have the the lottery and the, like the the lottery situation. And the uh, Cassie Claire writes a fantastic party dance scene with tension because this dance scene with Emma and Julian, and he's just like." He's like staring at her, right? And he's like, "I would paint your hair," but it's like all of these different colors, and like, and he's like, like, he's
1: almost there. He's almost breaking. And Well, and, and not just him, like, because at one point her, like, Emma and Mark are dancing and then Julian's getting, I mean, I want to be at every one of her dance <laughs> scenes because, I mean, we have the iconic dance scene, ball scene with Will and Tessa in the clockwork prince mm-hmm. book two yeah um where you're just like ah uh, you know you're just you just love it so much because you're because you're constantly rooting for the you know, and that's the thing like you're con that cassie does a really good job at is you're constantly rooting for whoever she's writing on the page so i remember when we were reading the infernal devices every time it was like initially it was like every time there was gem i was like ah tessa and jim and then it, then will would come on state uh on stage uh <laughs> he would come like on the page, and I'd be like, "Oh, well, and Tessa, like I couldn't she does you just want you're just rooting for happiness and love, and just you know everybody's going through so much shit in these books, you just want somebody to have some semblance of some positivity
0: there isn't though there is just there no. is there is no, no positivity because um after so." So after the lottery, right? So we have everything that's going on with the lottery. There's a secret society cult uh that is operating kind of out of the shadow market and you get an invitation. That's you know dead body. Uh they found the wallet, they found the ticket. They go. These are you know everybody's there. They're all dressed up. The lotto uh you they gets a name gets picked and then that person has 2 days to murder someone. that's what it is (laughs) that's what it is that's then then it's uh magic and everybody gets like stronger or whatever but in reality they all die and get their hands cut off okay moving on though after the lotto uh we have the discovery uh julian and emma go to rooks and kit is in the basement with, with the first like we have that little that little moment where kit and ty meet each other i really i really enjoyed that and i Enjoyed the tension of Julian just, like, kind of panicking, right? And and Emma being, like, all of a sudden, Ty was in the basement, and it was like the Institute just slammed home right in front of me, and I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I really enjoyed that, Uh, and I I liked all of that interaction. All of this moving to, though, this iconic kitchen fight. I love this kitchen fight. I don't know if this, like, stuck out to you, but uh, Julian and Emma left mark in charge of everybody when they went to go to uh johnny rooks and like ty was in the back seat and they get back and like like Tavi's in the sugar and like the stove is on fire and there's ketchup on the walls and and everything and i just i really this is this is where my love for julian kicked into overdrive right because like i i Absolutely can understand the feeling of of being like walking on a tightrope, right? And like you are you are so disciplined and balanced, and like the kitchen they say over and over again, it's Julian's kitchen. Mm. He taught himself how to make food when he was like a child he he made all of these meals when he was a child, he burned himself doing all of this stuff. It's impeccable at all times, so like the one time he feels that he can leave somebody else in charge who's older than who's him older his than older him. brother, yeah, yeah, and who he has these like these deep rooted like expectations of like. My older brother can take care of me. Like like he can take a little bit of this this deep burden off of me and he cannot.
1: That's what it is. Like he's he's just like he's exhausted. He has yeah. been raising a family since he was 12, and he has been running the Institute at the same time while kind of, I guess, trying to get his own education in a way, even mm-hmm. though, like, Shadow Hunters basically are homeschooled at this point. Because his uncle, Arthur, who's supposed Arthur. to be running the Institute, has gone mad, you know, they say it in the book, because of, like, the fairy fairy just breaking his mind they kind of infiltrated and i can't remember the details at the second um but he's had to kind of cover for his uncle too so his uncle's kind of been upstairs hyper on history they talk about that over and over again about like greek and classical mythology um and he's kind of been doing it all so he's had to play like judge jury executioner for the la institute and his family be both brother and mother and father for all his siblings he is mentally and physically exhausted like of course he would hope that somebody for a couple hours while he did this you know as you know does like the other things that he wants to do trust like can you be here and you know even livy is like we've done it before like we're older and he's like it's different circumstances and he walks into like this is exactly why this is exactly why i didn't you know i was just hoping i could count on you for one Mm -hmm. point in my life yeah
0: yeah and it's just it makes what julian says to emma a little bit later so much more painful because he's like not you emma like i don't have to take care of you like i can just be with you and we can take care of each other like i don't have like I don't have to be that for you and, and it's just it just makes it that much more painful uh, but immediately after this this kitchen fight Emma pieces out Emma fucks off she lies to everybody because she gets the convergence alert and she goes to the convergence she goes in she goes out <laughs> into the ocean she gets sucked out which is I understand this Having a like deep seated fear of the ocean, cause I have this too. Um, being sucked out into like the deep ocean. I would, I would just die. I would panic and die, especially because she can see the demons like in the deep dark ocean. And they say that over and over again that there's demons down there. Um, I'd be shitting myself and I would drown and die. I uh, hope that would be fast. Um, all of this to say that we get
1: sexy time in a Cassie Clare book in the first book. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, they're not Harrendales, so no, maybe they're that's not Harrendales.
0: <laughs> they don't. Well, I don't to be fair, six bucks, well, I guess to be fair, this is their like second second book because they, they were children in well, in yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, when we get sexy time here, it is fade to black. It, I mean, it, it, this is why it was fade to black.
1: But I liked it. It was so like you. But like this goes back to conversations that we've had in previous episodes that you don't need to have anything de- like a fade Mm-mm. to black is so fine and like I think it's perfect for them. I mean, initially they were just kissing and then they were in like f- like different positions and then he had his shirt off and I was like okay, maybe they're just having like a hot and heavy makeout session until she talked about the birth control the next day. And I was like, oh, they definitely. But then all she said was, was that your first kiss? And I was like, that that's all you're talking about? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. And the insecurity that Emma feels right after that too is also just like so fucking real because they have the conversation of like, I don't love you like that. Like, we can't love each other like this. We can... But he's basically saying, like any 17-year-old boy, we can fuck. But I can't like you like that. Because if I like you like that, that's (laughs) what the law is about. The law doesn't like... You know, we can still fuck. That is exactly what he's saying there. And I mean, she's looking I'm at like, him like,
1: what? I'm pretty sure that means That's he not- shouldn't be having sex here. She's like, that is not what this is about.
0: My dude. My bro. Like, no. It's too funny. It's too funny. But he's he's like, yeah, no. No. But
1: we can, <laughs> but we can totally.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, but it was just, it was just like, oh my God, Julian, like, of course you're going to be such a dude about this. But I do also very much like, um it was verbal consent, right? Mm-hmm. He demanded verbal consent, I mean, he said demanded, he asked verbal consent. And then afterwards, there was the talk about safe sex. It was, um, I was wrong. I didn't think about this. um, I was out of my mind. I screwed up. And Emma was like, "Yeah, but like, Clary is a bad bitch."
1: <laughs> and like, we I love are. That Clary is like one of the first things she does. My first role as Shadowhunter with my I can make runes for whatever I want. She was yeah. like, they were talking about practical things. They were like breathing underwater, or they were like running, and I was like, I can't imagine. Like, I used to be a runner, and now running like out of breath in like two point five seconds. So I was like, ooh, that's a good one too for a, uh, for a Shadowhunter. Then. She talks about like, and Clary came up with the birth control rune. I was like, "Bestie, that's our girl."
0: Free healthcare for everybody, <laughs> like, yo, all about it. No, no, Clary doesn't fuck around. She is a
1: modern woman. But I will add to that that not only like, yeah, she has the birth control rune, but then Emma uh, like adds on to that, and she goes, and I know we both because ha- it's not like mm-hmm. a like a s std rune like anti-std rune it is just a birth control rune so she adds on to that and she's like and we both don't have anything like we've been tested but like obviously she knows it's also his first time so she's like i know you don't have anything yeah
0: and well that's part of emma's insecurity as well because she's also uh you know like who else would he who else is around for him like like, nobody, he has no opportunity uh, to do anything with anyone. Well,
1: well and, the, like, even the siblings talk about that, too. Like, he, when does he have time to date? Oh, because um, they were talking about, like, pairing him with, with Christina. Christina. And they were like, he's been raising us and running this institute for, like, the last billion years. Like, wouldn't they be a good match? And then, you know, and then Emma's, like, claws out. No.
0: No. No.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. From the
0: convergence, though, we get we get um, we get we get some like flashbacks. We get some memories. We get we get a bunch of stuff here. We get Arthur giving a little bit of help for those that are older. Very important. And then we get fucking Mark running his mouth to Christina. Mark cannot keep his mouth closed in front of a beautiful woman. He goes, Oh, you want the deepest, darkest secrets of fairy? Let me <laughs> casually tell them to you in a nonchalant conversation. Hey, you know, the queen, if you steal her crown, she loses all of fairy. If you steal Gwen's cloak, he can't be head of the wild hunt anymore. Uh, you know, just I casual things. I
1: love a dumb boy.
0: Dumb. So dumb. Dumb. <laughs> um, but then, but then Christina, Queen Christina, um, comes up with the translation, uh, the translation for, for you know, this whole plot going on with the writing on the bodies and the writing at the convergence and all of this stuff. First the flame and then the flood. In the end, it is Blackthorn blood. Uh, that is a fairy rhyme that they used to taunt um, Mark with in the wild hunt because they like tortured him and he knew that. And then uh Christina put it together with a translation because she was, cause Christina is so great. She's like, when English isn't your first language, snap, 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 you know, you understand translations. It was just like, yeah, you tell him. You tell Because them. it's
1: not – because you learn – and, you know, that's not the first time that they talk about translations. I mean, granted, they use it in a different example, but, like, when they're talking about Ty and how he takes things, like, literally in certain conversations, and then growing up, they had to, like, show what analogies were or, like – um I, what i can't, now i can't think of the word but you know like um expressions where you say like it's raining cats and dogs like it doesn't actually mean cats and dogs are falling out of the sky so you have like another like another example in the book of like how translations aren't always what they say and you also find out about it i mean if you read the novella that we were talking about that through blood and through fire when they're doing the like the riddle translation about crows. But it's really what's another word for crow? Rook. And that's how we get to Johnny Rook.
0: It's so good, right? It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to skip. I'm skipping over like so much stuff. Uh, but I, I really uh, like Diego and like all, all of this stuff, the followers uh, that come to the Institute after after they save Sterling, all of all of this like plot stuff.
1: I feel like there's like I feel like that's going to also maybe have a payoff. I I don't know because like we find out this whole backstory on Christina, not this whole backstory, but understand like she keeps saying like you know what, and I really like Christina and Emma's friendship. Like they'll both say like Do you want to talk about it? No, cool. They know like, and we've talked about this before about like they're there when. You're ready to talk. um, And then, you know, same thing happened with Emma. Emma's like, I don't want to talk about it. And then, like, 2.5 seconds later, she goes, I slept with Julian. And she's like, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought we weren't talking about it, but I guess we're talking about it. But then later, you have Christina. She was like, look, here's some backstory. And she tells her about Diego and Jaime, um, that they were conspiring against her. And then I do appreciate Christina, where she goes... I overheard this and you know what you were you this is why I didn't answer any of your calls or your texts because once you're dead to me why would I answer a dead person's text I was like bitch she is my friend I love this this is queen shit energy so I love that and then Diego was like yeah but did you hear me respond and she goes but I know but I didn't hear you stick up for me either yeah but and I heard I was nothing like, I heard nothing I loved nothing. that I loved that. He's like, oh well, I was going to. It's like, fuck you. I mean, yeah, granted, they kissed, whatever. That's going to come out later. But I like, there's more to the story. There, I have to assume. So I just, Christina's a bad bitch. I love her. I, I, I do. She was. She was she's I like her a lot. I really liked her. Christina's a bad
0: bitch. Uh, that scene that you're talking about, Christina says specifically, intentions are nothing. He was like, "Well, I intended to tell you." She's like, "Intentions are nothing. Fuck you." Like, you know, you are you are done. You are done. Uh but but they do say that he's like gorgeous and charming and like I'm sure he and, is. He, and like very attentive to her. So like I understand a kiss in like the moment. Um after the followers take Sterling, kill Sterling, take his hands, come to the Institute, all that stuff, Malcolm saves the day. After all of that, I want to talk about Julian finally telling Mark and Emma about everything that he's been doing for the past past five years and um, everything that has happened with Arthur. Because we get here, I think it's a great scene because Julian's like, don't interrupt me. If you interrupt me here, I will not be able to finish. Like, I've got to get all of this out right now. And, and I really respect that and appreciated that. And he really does. He, he lets it out. And he says like this, he had to make an adjustment in his heart. Um, because Arthur, like, would not take care of him. It was like another disappointment. Like, he, he realized that, like, Arthur would not take care of him. He went up there. He saw that Arthur was, like, cutting himself to, like, let out the, the voices and his blood. Like, he realized right then, um, that, but then later he says here, he's like, I don't hate Uncle Arthur. Like, this is not his fault. And if you go back and you read, um, Shadowhunter Academy, uh, Arthur and Andrew, their story is in Shadowhunter Academy, so we understand exactly what happened to him, uh, which is horrible.
1: Is that the one where um, Simon, like, or no, si- Simon comes across Mark Black? No, he comes across Arthur Blackthorne, right? He comes across Helen. Oh, Helen, because because then because they're doing flashbacks yeah. of okay, part of that conversation. That's when Julian even says. It was that moment that he realized that he was going to have to love his siblings twice as yeah. much and because to- he didn't want them to ever feel anything that he was going through with these expectations. I mean, I mean, it's a valid I mean, it's childhood trauma. It's yeah. valid, uh, you know, expectations of, you know, your, your of uh, of parental figures in your life and certain, you know, expectations that we inherit apparently have as children and he's not receiving them at twelve years old. He like I said, he he became the head of the household and the institute. Like of course he's like, if I don't get this out now, I need to like word vomit everything for the last five years.
0: And not just that either, Julian says That in the beginning, he he hated Uncle Arthur. He hated that he had this responsibility. He hated that he had to do this. He hated that he couldn't tell anybody. He hated his life, pretty much. Like, he was just going to live for his family and Emma. But we get that here in this scene, Julian says, like, I don't hate Uncle Arthur anymore. This is not his fault. He didn't do this. I hate the clave hate the clave for everything that they're doing i hate the 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 you know the law of course we have the scene of julian going to read the law books in the library and the page like opens to the parabatai law and it's like worn and he he reads it over and over again like you can't fall in love with your parabatai like oh my god
1: but nothing is telling him why which was like we like and now we have the why and she couldn't tell him because of everything that Jem and Tessa told him. Like, you think you're going to, like, that's going to work? No, it makes it stronger. This is how you have to do it. And they know from firsthand because that's how Will did it.
0: Oh, my God. That's how Will did it. Oh, my God. Will Henry. Okay. 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 Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. We've got everybody. We've got everybody at the Institute. Everybody's there. Tavi has his moment to shine here. I love this. Tavi is just, Tavi is always in the corner. He's always listening. Tavi is not Okay. Tavi is seven. He's very small. He's too skinny. His skin can't take runes. He is—he has nightmares every night. He's very, very much still a child. He's like much younger than what he actually is. He is traumatized. Um, but Tavi comes in and he has a Shadowhunter's Kids book because he's always listening. He is like. Yo, I read this. I read this. I know this. You are all stressing here. I have all of these answers for you. <laughs> and he, and he does. He he gets Lady Midnight, and he's like Lady Midnight. Yeah, like the club you went to, right? Like they the, said the thing, like the the thing, the club. And there's the iron castle, the king of fairy. You know, it's not in the gray book or the white or the red. It's in the black volume of the dead, you know. And then, uh, we get Kieran. Kieran is there. Kieran's chiming in. Mark is chiming in. They're like, these are clear instructions. You know, this is, this is an instruction list uh, on how to do this spell, but it's in like fairy in the fairy language. So, you know, the, it's got to be translated, but blackthorn blood is there. Like we have all of this major. Major plot, and like from there on out, it is it is very heavily, I think, kind of plot. I'm I'm moving, I'm moving on to Emma's whipping. Ugh, yeah, this is where I'm going because we, you know, major plot points. Like, we don't want to be here forever.
1: Like, right, right, right. I know, I know. Like, Emma, Emma's whipping. Everything feels like a major plot point. That's the the thing.
0: (laughs) That's the thing. Like, everything feels like a major plot point. But like, Emma's whipping is. I teared up for Emma's whipping. I. The descriptions of it, woo.
1: I I was upset for everybody because here you have because we also know from earlier in the book, Mark says I don't want my, I don't want any more scarring from them. I will not I will not take any more runes. I don't want any more scarring. Like he's traumatized from his time in fairy. So here he is about to get more scars that he already was like i cannot do this again well and
0: it's not just like i cannot do this again it's it's like mark can't mark wouldn't survive that mentally julian and emma are tied so like one's gonna feel it the other is gonna feel it right like Gwyn respects that magic Errolon's in on it Errolon is is in the plot with malcolm Errolon is like organizing this and kieran just is jealous and just wants mark to come home and like be with him so like and and he's purely fey like all three of them are purely fey so like i understand his his like reasoning there like i i get it but like so so julian steps in for emma or julian steps in for mark and i was already just like oh god oh no oh no because then the kids are gonna see julie like the kids cannot see julian like that and then emma and i was like oh no oh no oh no but then she knocks out julian and then she takes it and she gets like up to seven before she blacks out and she's supposed to get i think like 20 yeah um 20 lashes with a silver silver whip and Errolon says that you know shadow hunters are too naive to know uh how to trust um oh my
1: god it's just it's just so Yeah, she passed like because she does the spell on Julian, and they're like, "Oh, you think that you can just have him like let him pass out, and then Mm -hmm. he can take the whips?" That's not how this is going to go. And it worked out, however, she she just didn't want him to be in pain, so she wound up taking all the lashings.
0: Well, and that goes uh, back to how Emma uh, uh, sees herself and values herself within the family unit too, because she does say earlier in the book that she's the one that uh, you know is having to prove herself she's not a blackthorn she is kind of on the outside so she has to like prove for her place and then uh, after she's whipped and like she wakes up and stuff she says like no every it's me though everyone expects for me to be hurt and to fall down and like you like I'm the I'm one. Cry. I, I know, like, right? It's like
1: it's so it's I keep talking She's time. like, "So Julian,
0: you, you you know, you're the one that has to keep us together, but I'm the one that gets hurt and everyone expects that I get hurt." So like that's why it had to be me. It could never be Mark. It never could be Mark. It was like, "Oh my god." But then Kieran and Mark have their fight and like basically break up here. Uh they have like a like a full on full on fight. It was just, oh my gosh. So crazy. But I need to to talk about Emma waking up, Julian having a complete breakdown, and taking her to his locked studio. (sighs) Because we get the line. We get Julian's famous line. My last secret, Emma. If my heart was a canvas, every square inch of it would be painted over with you. And he has, what, thousands of pictures of Emma in that locked room. And she's like, but you stopped painting me when I was like, 12 he was like I learned to hide it it was too obvious I learned to hide it you are here everybody, yeah
1: and he was even everybody else was like he, he didn't he make a comment like everybody mm-hmm. else could see it like
0: yeah please, they they there was knew. no way yeah there was no way that anyone could see this and not know that I was completely in love with you like oh my god God. Even
1: before then, when she, I, she was, like, really respecting his boundaries, she, he's like, I want to show you something, and he goes to bring her to the room, and he, she's like, are you sure? Because she's always respected, like, that's the one place in the entire Institute that's, like, his safe space, and she wanted to respect that because he knew he was in, like, everything else was off limits. Oh, God. How would you, okay, I have a question, because I made a note at this part where I was like... If it was like a serial killer murder board, this is creepy. But this is not the case. This is this is Julian. This is really romantic. But Emma had the serial killer board in her right, closet. Right. So like balance. So if it were a you and I, I guess it also depends like if the feelings are reciprocated, because if they aren't reciprocated, you're like cringe. But <laughs> if you're like just walked into a room and you're like, oh, we're we're just friends. But, you know, how would you feel if you just, like, walked in and, like, you're, you found out that Sam in his closet in his, like, office has this whole thing of, like... I think... Yeah. I'd be flattered. I don't, I don't
0: even care if it was a serial killer situation. It was like made <laughs> of flattered. gum. I'd be flattered. <laughs> if it was like a Hey Arnold situation in the closet, yeah, I would hey, still, Arnold. I would still be flattered. Like, whatever, you took the time. I'm honored. Uh, that's great. But in this situation, especially because there have been comments over and over and over again mm. about like, Julian, why don't you draw Emma? Why don't you draw Emma? I used to draw Emma. What, you know, and it's just, it's brushed off. And he's just like, oh, but when he's doing the tarot cards, uh, they're like, aren't you going to do Emma? And he's like, no, you know, no, um, because his whole, like, and of course, you know, it's like an analogy, right? Like his locked, because Julian does, com- he compartmentalizes where, you know. He has to. He has to. Um, So like the deepest part of him, like, like, his soul is his studio, but like the secret part of his soul is Emma locked inside of his studio, right? Like. I like him
1: so much he's
0: wonderful he's 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 wonderful he's also scary but he's wonderful um but then we get the whole forbidden love and and you know julian says like i used to fantasize like that the we were married and that these were our kids and and you kind of think like that's kind of the only way that he could deal with it honestly dear twelve, like i get it <laughs> right like how else are, are you gonna deal with that and like he's like i used to think like yeah, And then later on, he really breaks down. But, like, here, they almost get caught, you know, getting a little hot and heavy. Uh I just... Oh, my God. It is just so crazy. But then, next giant plot point is Emma fucking finds out that it's Malcolm. Jess, Malcolm took you by surprise.
1: I... T- you know, I am not a smart person. You we are a smart person. Because... <laughs> of course i read the novella and at the end of the novella they talk about finding malcolm's body and i didn't pick up on that i was just focused on the gem and tessa of it all and i and then when i came to this book i saw malcolm's name again and i was like why do i know that name i don't remember but like with all things with cassie Clare and her easter eggs i knew it was gonna like get ironed out at some point because there's Again, like you had said, we've read over ten books at this point. So many names are intertwined because everybody knows everybody for centuries. So I, I just I did not make that connection. So I just kept reading la da da and then the fact that I mean Malcolm really took me by surprise and even after he, it took me by surprise I texted you I bet you I'll go reread this and point out oh there it is there it is like it's and that's always the case with me but I feel like I'm not alone there
0: no I mean like <laughs> no we're not trying to point out twists here we're not trying to suck the fun out of everything no. like that, that you know you know if you're gonna suck the fun out of everything you should have a straw and just make it easier like that's not what we're doing here so but we, we are though going, we are going to the convergence because, because we know that it's Malcolm. Emma has, he, she calls Johnny Rook. She puts all the puzzle pieces together. She's like, Oh, the flowers. Oh, from here. Oh, the story. Oh, this is here. When he was here, he came, he said he came to California because he wanted to bring back love. All of these little pieces together. And then like Kieran, all of Oh, and of this then he was there. in
1: Cornwall. Like then you, like yeah. every little thing was there. Every, yeah. and even, and even they were like, fucking duh it's like what they basically came out to me they were like me and then and then
0: in comes drew in a panic like here i am he told me he told me to come up here and everyone's like where's Tavi? where is Tavi?" she's like i left him with malcolm
1: yeah they were like who's the he what are you talking like we what are you talking about they were so that's when yeah
0: it just in your heart just drops. It's like the littlest baby, like oh my gosh, Tabby. Uh, but then we get the, you know, everybody gets suited up after this. Uh, there's a there's a note that comes in, and a big giant magical um, electromagnetic pulse comes and gives a big blackout to everything that's around there. That's fun. So we have a nice blackout, and Kieran pokes his head in there. And we get Kieran, so Kieran's all up in there, and then they head off to the convergence. But Mark asks for a rune. Which, which is very special. Very special. Mark asked Julian to put a rune on him because this whole time he's refused runes. He's like screamed at a steely. And we learned that um, the unseely court members burned runes into him to mock him. So that sucks. So this is very, it was very like meaningful for Julian and Mark. And they had like a very nice bonding moment. We love that very much. And then Kieran says to Julian like um again this is the second time like you have a ruthless heart. And I like that Kieran as like a fay like princeling is saying that to Julian like you can recognize that like you have a ruthless heart. Like did you think Diana was in on it? No.
1: No. I thought she was well I don't I don't think I didn't think she was as in on it as she was. I thought that there was something sketchy that she was always kind of evading questions and dismissing people like that has no concern of you or um just just very flighty she acted like it was just it, it that didn't align with somebody who is supposed to be this strong um matriarch of an institute that didn't carry that that's not the perception that I get for when it comes to like matriarchs of a Shadowhunter Academy from a Shadowhunter Institute. Because look who, who we've had in the past, right? Right. It's
0: good. It's all. It's all very good. It's all very good.
1: It's all very good. Uh, this this whole sequence at
0: the convergence. Uh, did here's the thing I like about Cassie Clare. Even when you don't think it happens, it happens, right? Like we. Lots of things happen here. Malcolm does his villain thing and explains everything. <laughs> he explains <laughs> the, the whole monologue. plot. Yeah, we get Malcolm's like whole villain monologue, like, you know and then because 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 god bless emma right she's like what the fuck about edgar Allan and poe though fill this in she's like oh well, poe learned the truth before i did you know that everybody lied to me she's like what the fuck it's just it's all
1: really good yeah and she was like none of us were involved like, we aren't the people to do but it's the whole sins of the father yeah, concept yeah yeah
0: just oh my gosh and then um emma's like just keep on talking like uh, you know, I, I ran in this corridor with the hands of glory, thirteen dead hands of of murderers, like on a fucking chandelier. I kept thinking, like that thing must be heavy as fuck.
1: Yeah, and the reason that you have the hands is because it's based on like which hand did the killing. Mm-hmm. So, like there was Sterling, who they when they killed him, they were like, I didn't get I a know, chance to find both. out which hand it was, so we took both. <laughs> yep, gotta get them both.
0: Gotta get them both. Oh my gosh. I, I do like this whole, this whole kind of situation where, um, Emma, Emma's like, you know, she's like, she's got the, she's got the hands, the hands are in the water and she's like kind of fighting Malcolm and she stabs him with Cortana, but it hits the, the black volume of the dead. And it was a very like, haha kind of moment. He was <laughs> like, this is like the hand of God, like save me. But then like Emma runs him the fuck through. Um, and, and he gets sucked out to sea, but like again, and, and this is like mm. the, the epilogue. Um, even though it doesn't happen, it does happen because Annabelle fucking wakes up at the end of this. Yeah. So, like, the thing happened no matter what. Yeah, so she still wakes
1: up, but they haven't, like, they haven't bled Blackthorn, like, they haven't killed Blackthorn. So where, so how is she waking up if it didn't, if the whole prophecy didn't get fulfilled? This is
0: next book situations. This is next next book situations. This is explained. This is explained. Um, So this this is the day, right? Everybody fights. Well, everybody's good. Everybody's coming out of the convergence. Like that is done. It sinks back into the hill, right? Like we're all good there. Um, We get back to the Institute. I was almost going to say we get back home because I love the LA Institute. I think it's beautiful. I would love to like if it were real, I'd like to visit, right? It just seems gorgeous.
1: Well, I wanna know and maybe we can like do research after this. Um, you know how that you could we could basically just type in New York shadow hunters and you could do give yourself like a mini tour of mm-hmm. like you know, go to Brooklyn, go to here, go there. Um, I want to know if there's and then you can go to the New York Institute. They have like which church it actually is. Um I'd is is there something for that for L.A.? I'd have to assume so. But, like, yeah. I know that when they talked about, like, when they were like, oh, we're at, like, the corner of Hollywood and Vine, I was like, okay, you're on Hollywood. Like, I knew when they were at, like, the Al Capitan, like, I I knew exactly where they, when they were like, oh, we're going up to the Hollywood Hills. I, I knew everything. That was really fun. Um, but, I like, those are also just general areas, not specific landmarks, except Hollywood and Vine.
0: I know that the, the convergence has been confirmed as like a location. There's like a place where the convergence uh-huh. is, like the, like a hill kind of situation. Um, I'm not sure about the institute, but like you can picture, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, so special. Um, okay. Uh, when we get back to the institute, we have four people that are waiting for us there. Um, we have Magnus, we have Clary, we have Jace, and we have surprise Robert Lightwood. Um, <laughs> Hello, Robert. Uh, and then we get a little info dumping of Isabel is marrying Simon, and we love that.
1: And they just came from their engagement party. They're like, yep. we just dipped out. It was easier just to have, like, the four of us yep. as opposed to, like, everybody. Everybody. <laughs>
0: everybody. I just, I, I really like this situation. Robert has grown on me as a character. Uh, I, I find that through... Um some of Alec's stories, but I really do kind of feel for Robert and, and his situation and I, I feel for Julian because um Julian's monologue here, like the, the one in his head though is like uh, you know, I know how to work Robert. Like I, I know how to work Robert. He doesn't know me, but but like in letters and stuff, we are colleagues. I know exactly how he's going to oh. approach
1: this situation. Because he's the one who's been doing yeah. it all because he, yeah, he worked with his uncle to be like, yeah. just let me in and I'll, I'll do it. You could just sign off on it. I will run this institute, mm-hmm.
0: right? Crazy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think for this situation, uh, this whole thing, it is just easier to do the vampire stuff. Uh <laughs> Julian is a mastermind. Julian set all of this up. He figured that when they came back from the Convergence, that shit would go down. So he prepped everybody. He saved the dregs of all of Arthur's medicine that he got from Malcolm and saved it all and poured it into a wine glass and put the wine glass in the sanctuary and called Ansel to come get Arthur and get drunk in the sanctuary. And then he stashed the pizza boxes in the front door. Like, he set all of that up so that he had, like, some story going on that he could point to. And that that is just so fucking crazy to me.
1: I think it's just so, like, it's smart. It's thinking ahead. You're thinking, like, I need this, like, backup plan so that way if i say it and they're like oh yeah really yeah and you point to it yeah it, oh my god it, it was just
0: i love that julian finally just like lays it all out and every and this is when emma was like i'm a little bit scared of you here and that's when magnus is just like nicely I think it's done. so
1: hot i don't even i'm not even scared <laughs> like you were like you we were talking before and i was like it's so he's so good and i was like and, I, like, he's a good character, and you he's were like, not good. don't, and you said, don't confuse him being a good character with him being good, and, he, like, I just, I really like his character, it works for me, <laughs> I don't know what this is about me, but like, let me join you. Like, I would be like, what other things you have planned? I want in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. From this, I would be like, Julian, you need to tell me everything, everything from now on. Um, One of the criticisms of this book is that Julian confesses everything that's happening here and he doesn't get any help. Uh, right. Like Robert's the fucking inquisitor, like do something about Arthur, do something to help him, but they don't, but they do let Mark stay there and they do like gloss over. Cause there
1: is that little loophole. What Mark calls him out on his bullshit. Cause you said, like even Robert doesn't know how to act because he realizes that he's going to be like, and he catches him like, Oh, well blah, 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 blah with Helen and this and that. And Julian's been asking. And so then he goes, you know, then he applied it to himself But, you know, and he goes, oh, so you agree with me? And Robert's like, "Uh, uh, uh, well, Mm -hmm. I
0: guess. uh." Yep. Oh, my gosh. The end of that situation, though, is that nothing changes. Everything is, like, fine. Everything will continue as is. And Mark can stay there. So, like, you know, Mark is, Mark will be there. And Mark has already made that decision, though, before they went to the convergence. He said, like, out loud, like, I will not leave you. My place is with my family. I will not leave you. So. You know, Mark Blackthorne, my whole heart. Uh, then we get though Julian's breakdown, and I do like Julian's breakdown. Uh, he's he's with Emma. He's like, let's fucking run away. They're like, they're in the, they're they're getting hot and heavy in her room. He's like, let's run away. Oh, I just I can't that's do right, cause it because
1: they they were gonna get caught yeah. again. And she's like, we can't keep doing this like on yeah. the beach and in the yeah. here and the there, and we keep getting caught. Yeah. And then he was like, she's like to hide it for like five more years are you kidding or like you know she was like because Tavi's seven so she's like do you know how much longer like we would have to hide this? and honestly like i mean obviously we know what we know now with the pair of tie and you know requited love but before that happened his siblings would absolutely love the fact that him and emma are dating so why would they hide it did i miss that
0: it's it is so just deeply illegal
1: Oh, because of the parabatai. Yeah, That's right. it is okay. just so
0: deeply, deeply taboo and illegal. Like, I
1: hate the clave. I've hated right? my oh god!
0: So I, I do like that Julian breaks down, though, and he's like, I regret that I did this to you. I regret that I tied you to me like this. I regret, like, all of it. I regret being parabatai. I wouldn't do it again. Like, no.
1: And even, like, and even Emma finds, like, when... Uh, when Christina even makes a comment, she was like, If I had, she goes, I don't have a pair of a tie, but if I were, I could, like, it It'd would be you. be you. I could, I, I I, would want a pair of a tie if it was you who was in my corner. And, like, you know, Emma, like, even Emma's internal dialogue was like, oh, fuck. Me Same. Because yeah. then this shit wouldn't
0: be on with Julian. Yeah. But they were so young. Yeah, they were so young. They were just, they were so young. They, they were, were so young. young. There was so they much
1: loss.
0: Uh, then, okay, so then we have, we have the connection of Jem and Tessa, Emma and Kit, uh, Emma and Kit, uh, at Johnny Rook's. Johnny Rook dies. He is torn in half right in front of Kit. Uh, we have, um, you know, Tessa, get up, Christopher Harrendale. you know, all of this, all of this wonderful stuff. And then we get, um, but then we get more, right? So we get, the shadow we get Hunters. like an extension yeah. of like what we had. Yeah, it's so great because then we get the car and it's like you know the Christopher's not my name. You know I'm not a shadow hunter. My dad said I'm not a shadow hunter. And Jem is just
1: like then go open the fucking door, my man. And he's like and if I open this door and it doesn't open, that means I me could go. just like yeah yeah. He's like yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly sure. what we're saying.
0: Yeah, and then I, I like the description of like it flies open, right? Like he barely touches it and it flies open and he stumbles in. And, and I imagine t- him
1: like on the floor <laughs> yeah. and then looking up and he's like, you tried to kill me. And he's like, not yeah. yeah, the personal. It's like, yeah, it's just business. It's like, it's not personal. It's like ties right there. It's just, it's so good. Right. And you could tell he's <laughs> like in and like fight, flight or fight mode because he's like, you say there's a thousand rooms. I'm going to pick whichever one I want. And if you come in my room, I'm going to fucking kill you. Because <laughs> He's just like, I mean, fair. You just saw your father get ripped apart. Like, this is the only place that he has a safe haven right now. And now mm-hmm. he's just been told all within the last, basically, 20 minutes, with all this happening, that he's the thing that he was brought, he was grown up to hate. Because that's how Rosemary wanted, Rosemary is, is his mother, Rosemary yeah. um, w- didn't wanted to hide this whole secret from him. Uh, this whole secret we
0: have, we're almost at the end of the book. We have like two big things left. And the one of them is Jem and Emma's scene on the front of the Institute while Tessa is on the phone. And we get the, this high stuff. Um, you know, only, only the silent brothers and the console know about this parapetized situation and how the runes if you're both in love with each other they warp and change power grows the magic you become monsters and destroy everybody around you um and then you know Tessa you know Tessa's lines it uh, and then uh and then we have the portal and Tessa's on the phone Tessa's on the phone because she's going to the spiral labyrinth because there is a sickness that is affecting warlocks that she's going to have to kind of oh, like handle
1: that's why yeah, spoiler. Magnus is apparently sick. I found that And then
0: Jem sick. is going to find uh, Malcolm's body, so that's where <gasps> they are going. Oh, yes,
1: that's yeah, that's yeah. I Jem
0: is that. going to find Malcolm's body, and then uh, to do that, they have to. I say they. Um, Magnus opens a portal uh, in the front of the LA Institute in front of uh, Emma and Julian, and uh, Tessa and Jem go. And in that portal, we see. I don't know if you picked this up, Raphael. Magnus, Max, and then Alec, um Alec as well. I
1: didn't pick up Raphael, but I did pick up on I I didn't pick up on uh, or I did on Alec and Magnus. Max. Mm-hmm. Max? Yeah, yeah, but not Raphael. Yep.
0: And and then we have our like our basically our end scene Julian or Emma basically dumps Julian. Uh like straight up it's just like we will we not do, do, do this. It. We cannot do this. It is a life of sneaking around. I will. And she says, like, something that really hurt me personally. She was like, I, I'm not going to wait.
1: I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait. And he said, I will wait for you. We can. Uh, uh, yeah. that, the whole like the whole scene. I want it like you're rooting for them the whole time and you're still rooting for them. But it's like it's it's so much bigger. And even Tessa says, like it's going to kill you. It's so much what what's one of her lines that she says? She's like telling her so, it's easier it's easier to kill someone's love for you than kill your love for them. So she's like you can make them hate you and they probably will and they'll be hurt. Um but you're going to go crazy. Like not saying it's easy, but it's going to fuck you up forever.
0: And then we have Julian there's no law higher than love, right? A bad law is no law. This is Julian. This is Julian. Like, Emma, you're lying. Emma, you're lying. And he knows it. He knows mm-hmm. it. And
1: she knows he knows it. And she doesn't like, She he knows her that well. And like, how do you, like, she's just, that's why she runs to Mark right away. Yep. And she's like, you
0: know, like, the law is hard, but it is the law. And it's just, it's so final. Oh my God. You know, and a bad law is no law. The black thorn's has not served you well. Oh, it's crazy. And then and then she goes to, to Mark and Mark is very fay. And he's like, yeah, everybody, everybody can think it. Let's just do it.
1: And she goes to, and she goes, and he's like, can it be somebody else? And she goes, no, it has, it has to, to, to be, be you. Because Julian has said time and time again throughout this whole book, if it was Mark, it would kill me and I wouldn't know what to do.
0: Yeah it has
1: got it. It's ha- it had to be. It mark. had to be.
0: Ha- oh. And then oh, Annabelle oh. wakes, and that's the end of the book. And then uh, there's a novella that has to be read before you read the second book, just so you understand
1: everything that's going on. Um, just did you like this book? I liked it so much. Yeah. I liked it more than I was expecting. I wasn't sure. I mean, the last time I really read Shadowhunters, I say this, like, it was a Shadowhunter Academy. I read a couple of the novellas in the Ghosts of Shadow Market, and then the Infernal Devices. So. I am at a good place right now. I wasn't expecting to be at a good place almost a year later because um, it's been like pretty torturous emotionally because even before we started recording, I started spiraling. I sent Laura a voice memo because it was a Will Herondale spiral. So if you follow Shadowhunters, you know what I'm talking you know. about. Um but I liked it. It's a good introduction. I also love, because it's been so long, and I know, Laura, you had mentioned that it's been a complaint that you've seen in other discussions, that I loved the Easter eggs. I needed it. It was like, it. maybe it feels like fan service for some people, but it had been so long. I wasn't going through a reread. It was great to have that familiarity of like, what, what, what things were, who people were, kind of mini backgrounds. So even, although I love the order that we read it in, you are my expert in all things. I will continue to go through your guidance, my sensei. Um, I can see if people started with this part of the Chronicles. If they were like, oh, this is an interesting book not understanding the context so obviously like the emotional depth isn't there um but then wanting to be like oh well now I want to go back and read these other characters read these other 20 books (laughs) yeah yeah I think it's an I think I would rather start that way to be like the dark artifices mortal instruments and then the infernal devices because Either way, the Infernal Devices is going to fuck you up. You sh- I don't think you should st- even though chronologically that's Don't start kind of, there, yeah. Don't,
0: don't start, start th- there. <laughs> no, because you need it to really
1: gut-punch you. Yeah, like it's... What was it? The first time I read Clock, uh, Clockwork Angel, the first one, I was crying in the first chapter because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, wait. Well, and we have a connection of that here. We have...
0: Uh, Uh, Emma Cordelia Carstairs and we know just from basic fan art that um, Cordelia Carstairs is a main character in the last hours yeah that's
1: all that's all I know Mm -hmm. that's all I know I don't know a lot of other things oh I do know that James's sister is like pen pals with her Mm -hmm. Lucy, and then what's his face Maybe it's Matthew, somebody who's like crushing on James's sister is like, well, Cordelia must be a good person if she if James's sister wants to, her to be para Bataille. so like, uh I, I can't remember the names. I'm obviously like very loose because I've only read like two novellas with um or a couple of novellas with like baby will <laughs> oh,
0: <gosh. laughs> we love we absolutely love uh who just who's your favorite character over here? Was it Julian?
1: Yeah, I think Julian. I just I I res- like for so many reasons we talked about like how multi-layered he is. He's dealing with a lot of shit. Like I really really like him. I love Emma too, but like Julian and and Christina, like if I had to do like male female, like it would probably be Julian and Christina. Yeah. Right now.
0: Yeah. Uh mine would be uh Mark, obviously. Mark yeah. Thorne. He's he's my everything. Mark uh, mark and i would say christina i love christina just yeah. so much just do so we get much. more of her yes we get more of christina
1: have you been waiting for us to get to the dark art because you love the Blackthorns. you've been saying that for so long but like we haven't really delved into it yet
0: yeah, I don't know. I've never really talked about the Dark Artifices. It's just, like, not something... I don't know. By the time they came out, because they're, like, the new, you know, the newer ones, by the time they came out, like, the hate for Cassie Clare has already gotten, like, very strong. So it's just not something that you wanted to talk about and get attacked for. But, like, we're shadow hunters in Christmas. That's what we do. So, mm, you know, yeah. it is what it is here. Um, But the... This is a good segue, though. So I did go on Reddit, as as I do here. I went on Reddit to kind of see what the criticisms were. We mentioned a couple of them. There are, of course, the general Cassie Clare criticisms. Look those up, please. Do your own research. But for this book specifically, it was that the the plot was predictable. That they didn't like the Annabelle Lee, uh, Edgar Allan Poe stuff. Uh,
1: too many new characters, and but that's part of the fun of. Shadowhunters is like yeah. having all these characters. There's like there's somebody for everybody. Yeah,
0: uh, somebody for oh oh. Uh, some of them didn't like the representation or diversity, so that was also a problem.
1: Is it because that like
0: the type of
1: representation?
0: It was. It was why. Why is this
1: necessary? Oh, that's even... That's like, ick. I thought they were saying like... I mean, granted, there should always be diversity. We should always promote like more diversity. There's never enough. But like, that's why I was like, wait, are they mad that it wasn't more diverse? But no, they're mad that it was diverse. And What the fuck? Why do people actively think it's okay? Like, even if that's your inner monologue to like hate... Like, why would you put that, like, pen to paper, essentially? Now you have... uh, There's this amazing TikToker, Aunt Karen, like, 2.0 or something, and she finds people who are saying shit and drags them and finds their employers and be like, you want to say this publicly? You want to do all this shit? And she does all her little FBI agents, and she's like, there you go, have fun being a nasty, nasty, horrible person.
0: Uh, The... This book was published in 2016, so this is not, like, old by any means. It's 2016. So I will tell you that the criticism of uh, why did you need to include this diversity, there's too much diversity, that specifically, there's too much diversity, uh, later on in the books is a consistent criticism because it builds, we get more. Right, right. Uh yeah, so people. Are like, but, why like did that, you my yeah. face
1: right now? Yeah, I'm so confused yeah. of anybody's criticism to to say why do we need diversity? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Uh, the diversity here. I mean, there's there's a bit. I mean, the Black Thorns are white
0: as can be. Uh, Christina's from Mexico. Uh, Mark is half Faye. That counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in a fantasy world. That counts. Uh, and. Uh Karen is ties on say, the spectrum ties on which the spectrum. I thought was a beautiful
1: representation, and I'm saying this as somebody who has somebody who is on the spectrum in my family. I thought it was beautiful, and it wasn't like that's who he is as a person. It's just like and even the family is completely like he there's nothing wrong with him. there's just you do things differently, and I thought that was a how it's depicted in this was lovely. Were you expecting that? um i I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly. I knew you had prefaced it saying that mm-hmm. there is um there is representation for those who are um on the spectrum. But I wasn't sure how it was going to be depicted, and it was integrated. Just I, I really, I respected it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm only speaking for myself. That's obviously my opinion. I don't know how other people might have might take that. But it, it was. I liked it for myself. Yeah, it's there, right? Like yeah. it's there. It didn't have to be there. She didn't have to do that. And you don't see it often. Yeah,
0: people, people always got something to say.
1: Are you ready to to go on to? book two right away Uh, yeah like okay (laughs) I will
0: be totally totally like up front I have it like ready to go
1: (laughs) I have the I'm waiting to use pull up my audible credit I was gonna go for the library and then I was like you know what I'm not gonna do the library I know I'm gonna wind up buying this anyway so (laughs) I might as well just do it now
0: uh, the second one, I believe, is Lord of Shadows, and it it's is... narrated
1: by James Marsters.
0: Yes, it is, and uh, he also does the the third one. So when I think oh. of so when I think of Christina's voice, I think of uh, Lady Midnight because we have Marina and how she. Uh, yeah. does Christina's voice?
1: Marina did. I was impressed She's with good. Marina. I wasn't expecting it. I was mm-hmm. like, ugh, another actor who thinks they're a newer reader, but it was good. She's
0: good. She was good. Uh, th- the way that James, uh, does Kieran and Mark is how I hear them in, in my, in my head. So I'm very excited. Uh, these are hefty books. I'm looking at the audiobook, 23 hours, uh, 30 minutes at speed. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, totally into it. I prefer, and I'm on record for this, to just blow through Shadowhunters so it's all in, all in my head, it's all fresh, mm-hmm. it's all there. Um, so that's where I'm at. I love this book. Would I recommend this book? Yes, I would, with with like a giant list of like asterisks <laughs> and like arrows and like maybe you should start here first, Um Kind of things. Uh, if you like Shadowhunters, you'll like this book. If you hate Shadowhunters, you'll hate this book.
1: I really don't know what else to to say, but I feel like that's that's consistent with anything surrounding Shadowhunters. If if you like it, if you if you want more of it, you're good. That's that's kind of why we keep exploring the chronicles. If not, you just stop, and that's fine too. That is
0: that is totally fine, totally fine. I, however. Will read all I will read all of them. It's fine. And reread. How many times have you read this book? <laughs> five. I've read this five. I read this twice this week, back to back. Um back you to back I read it twice two. this week and then I read it three times prior. But I've never actually sat down and like taken notes on it. So that was very mm-hmm. helpful um for me.
1: Yeah, it's very much a vibey book though, too. I feel mm-hmm. like you could just put it on and go for your, you know, hot person walk and do do your thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Really really enjoyable. Uh, they get more complex
1: and like heftier from here. So I am all in. Very excited. So thanks for joining us this week. And for this episode, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at acafe Podcast. And we're also both on TikTok, acafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks again. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Bye.